You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bulls Cast, your independent Hereford FC and Hereford Support podcast brought to you by the Hereford Times. I'm Chris Stonage, your host today, and as per usual, I'm joined by Head of Sports Content, Ben Goddard. How are you, Ben? You good? Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, yeah, all good. I've just about dried off. I had to venture into town this morning. It's Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning on about, and uh, got absolutely drenched. <laughs> it was absolutely bucketing down at times in Herefordshire this morning. I can't so, yeah. lie. I haven't been outside today, so I, I couldn't have been, I couldn't tell you what the weather's like in Cardiff, but it's looking pretty like a hermit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just stuck in my room, stuck it, stuck in here. But yeah, it's it's good to be back. We had a nice week off. You had a nice week off, didn't you? So yeah, I went to the beach. I went to the sea life center. And I went to Pepper Pig World. Pepper so Pig yeah, it was World. all good. And that yeah. was without his kids. Second time this year we've been to Pepper Pig World. <laughs> and by yeah. we, you mean I? Because it was just yourself, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I just took myself away from the kids. Yeah, didn't <laughs> let them have that much fun. <laughs> But yeah, no, good pig world. Yeah, not bad. Halloween special there. Pumpkins everywhere. Never seen so many pumpkins. I don't know why they had so many pumpkins. They just did. <laughs> we are back, and as as a Hereford, you uh, you've been in and around uh, the the club this week. But um, we're going to talk about um, transfers and contracts first. Um, Victor Sedend, I believe, is how you pronounce it. Um, has returned after he had a loan spell uh, with the Bulls before uh, from Nottingham Forest. Um, what's your feelings on the signing? Yeah, good one. Um, I mean, he was a free agent, so he's um, so he's not he's not he's not. I think he's under non-contract terms. So if it doesn't work out, he'll be let go again. Um, so, but yeah, I think he was he impressed when he came when he first arrived last, last not last season season before. Um, he did impress you. He's just a bit lively, really, and um, a bit different. And it uh, just ran at defenders and caused havoc, really, wherever he went. So uh, it's always good for a forward to be able to do that. Um, and I think, yeah, he made a lasting impression on Josh Gowling uh, when he was there. But he was a bit, uh, Josh Gowling made a comment that he was a bit, bit childish in his ways um, and he had a lot of growing up to do. Um, obviously, there's not enough time for. To, to school people at Hereford at the moment, especially at the moment with their current league form. So they uh, and, um, apparently he's grown up a lot. So you might see a different Victor Sedend um, in the Herefordshire this this time. Um, missed out pre-season because obviously he didn't have a club. So missed out on all that hard work. Um, he played 10-15 minutes against Solihull and then played a good... I think he played the full game, yeah. I think he played full 90 last night. Um Against Bromyard, um, caused problems in the second half for the, a young and tired Bromyard team towards the end. Um, but yeah, not not match fit as yet. Uh, not National North match fit anyway. But with the the strike options Hereford have got, they might they might be calling on him again on Saturday um, to make a cameo because it's very thin on the ground for strikers. Yeah, it's a shame. Ollie Holbert, of course, has, has gone as well. Now, uh, do you think that Hereford probably need another striker through the door? Yeah, um, Ollie Holbert wasn't the man. Um, I don't think Dan Smith's the man either. And I I doubt Victor Zen's the man either. So, um, (laughs) 
yeah, they need at least one, possibly two strikers, but they're not easy to find. Um, I mean, the budget's been stretched um, due to injuries and having to stretch that budget to, to get players into cover. And Hereford have done very well with who they brought in, especially defensively, to cover that the gap. gap, gap. Um, and at the start of the season, it was, how are we going to defend? Our defence is awful. Jamie Grimes is gone. What are we going to do? And they plugged that gap very well. And now it's, oh, have we only scored four goals? How are we going to score goals? Well, that wasn't the problem at the start of the season. You saw Miles Story and um, a couple of others causing havoc up front and signs were good going forward. And it was at the back that there was concerns. Now it's the opposite way around. And defensively, they're looking sound, but attacking, there's just no real threat. So, yeah, they definitely need at least one, one or two, probably two on, on loan um, players. I mean, some of the defenders will go back. We'll we'll talk about another loanee uh, with Jaden Charles. But, um, yeah, a couple of loanies will go back and then that should free up the way for maybe a couple of um, more strikers. I mean, I think they'd really been hoping Dan Smith would have hit the ground running. Ollie Holbert would have hit the ground running, but neither really have pulled up any trees so it might be time to send both of them back um, obviously Holbert's gone don't, don't know how long Dan Smith's got um, but they're not going to keep themselves with no striker so I think Dan Smith might be around for a little while yet but he's still got to prove himself um, he played again last night played I think he played an hour against um, Bromyard but again didn't really kind of walk through the game and kind of yeah, game kind of passed him by a little bit. Obviously, he got his goal, but it wasn't he wasn't pulling any trees up really. So, yeah, I mean, he's he has scored goals though, Dan Smith, which is different to Holbert. Uh, Dan Smith scored, I think, two or three goals um, in the FA Cup, um, yet to score in the league. So, yeah, it's concerning the the forwards forwards to Hereford and the problems they've got. But who do you bring in? You've got to have an alternative if you're going to send Dan Smith back. And obviously, Holbert's loan was up and Victor Sudden had come in. So that kind of covered itself, really. But if, you, if you're going to send Dan Smith back or not renew his loan deal, then who, who comes in? You've got to have a ready-made replacement. Otherwise, you'll have no striker, I think. So it's difficult. Um, big, still a lot of work in that attacking area to go. But I think as Hereford are playing better defensively, it kind of gives... You probably see Mitch Hancock's coming more forward and playing into the game, and your full backs will probably bomb on a bit more. Um, and that will probably open up a bit more space for the likes of Miles Story. So that could be an attacking option. Um, I mean, Hereford didn't, re- we're Hereford in the FA Trophy didn't have an outstanding forward towards the end of last season. You had Joey Butlin, who's now gone back to Chase Town. So they didn't have a uh, a national league's um, caliber or football league caliber centre forward, and they got to Wembley, and they were on a great run last season. So, yeah, who who knows what will happen in the coming months? Maybe interesting to see how it develops because four league goals in eight games is not good enough by anyone's standards, and especially not with the aspirations Hereford have got. Certainly, uh, but back at the other end of the pitch, we'll, we'll speak. Somewhat more positively, uh, Jaden Charles has come in on loan. 
Um, it's good to have some competition uh, in, in the back four, but they, they haven't done too badly this season, as you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not sure what if Charles will play, to be honest. Um, he played last night against Bromyard, and some people say he played really well, but I was there to be impressed, really. Um, I think Finney would have had a, a good game last night against Bromyard um, and probably done more for me, for me and personal opinion on it. Um, and then he's obviously got to get past Finney, Han- Mitch Hancock's in that position. They're all battling for that position. And George Lloyd's been playing there as well as a more defensive role. And he may he'd probably start there on Saturday as well, George Lloyd. So, yeah, he's got lots of lots of um, competition for that spot at fullback, and I'm not sure we'll get in. Mm. It's, it's, I mean, it's a healthy position to be in if your new starting comes in and struggles to get in because it shows you the place you've got a, a good, but a bit of more good news for Hereford uh, before we take in and break down the Solihull uh, game. Um, Harry Prenchard signed a new two-year contract this week. Um, yeah, excellent. Yeah, I mean, he he's the match winner in the team at the moment. Um, you've got Owen Evans, who's hit a bit hot and cold at the moment, trying to find some form. Miles Story, who I think is excellent. Every time he plays, he plays well. Um, and then Pinchard. Um, Pinchard's probably the one who's got that bit of skill and He's a really exciting young player. Um, not not much taller than me in stature, so not very tall at all. And uh, but yeah, when he gets the ball, he always makes something happen. And he's got that end product. He's how the Solio goalkeeper kept his shot out in the second half on Saturday. I'll never know, and you'll hear from him in a bit. But um, he was convinced that if that had gone in, that Harvard would have won the game because they were in control at that point. Um, and I, I don't argue with him, really. I think it was for Hereford to win that game and to be hit with the the, the goal they were was unfortunate. So but he's really he's really impressed Harry Pinchard and I'm not sure we've seen the best of him yet. I think if you you throw in a good attacking line in there and you throw in a couple of other bodies around him that are on form and playing well going forward and Hereford are a bit more, bit, as Josh Gowden said, as take more chances and create more space for Harry Pinchard. Like you've got a hell of a player on your hands and obviously they've tied him down to a contract just to, to stop any National League teams coming in um, in to try and nick him off their hands because uh, if League Two clubs or National League, I think in the Football League, I think he would really impress because you get that extra space in the Football League. Yeah, we, well, we feel robbed to be fair, like... Obviously, we didn't, as I said to you then, we didn't create that many clear-cut chances, but they did nothing and we had like complete control of the game. So, yeah, really, really uh, saw one to take. And it was a tremendous effort from you. How, how close was that? Goalkeeper made a tremendous save. Yeah, all the boys are saying it was really close. So, it's getting in it. It just happens in football, fine margins, and hopefully one will go in soon. If that had gone in, perhaps we would be talking about a first-round tie. Yeah, they weren't coming back into the game if we scored no chance. So, yeah, it's just one of them. And the gaffer was talking about handball as well, so another frustrated decision there. Yeah, I didn't really see it. Obviously, I was out far for the short corner and apparently it hit his hand. It looked really, it looked really scruffy, to be fair, so, yeah. Uh, given that it's a defeat, obviously, the, the players are upset in there, but generally, I thought Hereford, played, again, played some neat, attractive football. 
yeah, we say it every week we've been playing well, haven't we? And we know we've got really good players and we just need to start scoring goals and we'll be flying and it'll come. It'll come very soon because we played them off the park today and obviously they're a league above and, a, and they're up there in the league above as well. So, yeah. Were you allowed to, to drift out there? Because sometimes you're on the left flank, sometimes on the right. Uh, were you given a free roll today? I just try and look for space as much as I can, really. Obviously, some, sometimes, especially in these leagues, like the, it's really compact centrally. Um, so sometimes I try and double up out wide and you get space and you get joy out there as well. So, yeah. How much was that a marker for you? Because that's now another step up against a, a National League side. Yeah, it's just nice to have a go against teams higher up and I felt I felt comfortable and well I felt like we were the better team so that says it all really doesn't it no it's, it's a really really good um, piece of business for Hereford I think and he, he will make money for them if he continues on, on, the, on the vein um, and hopefully he, he does more more than enough to warrant that um, but yeah as you mentioned the Solihull defeat um, FA Cup one step away from the, the first round proper which is a little bit gutting um, you were there what were your overall thoughts on it? Yeah, I've played really well. Um, Solly all really good attacking, well-versed. Strikers know what they're doing. I mean, their centre forward, I forgot his name, but he's a huge, towering bloke. And he stood next to Jared Hodgkiss again, a little bit taller than me, but n- never over five six five seven. And um, yeah, and this six foot, I think he's probably six. I don't know, well over six foot. And he, he just, <laughs> there was no comparison going up for balls and uh, and they kept him quiet. I don't know how, but they they did, they kept him quiet. And um, and defensive partnership with Pollock as well. Um, Pollock and Ando, I think, off the top of my head. Um, I'll have to check that one sec. I did that team sheet with me. Yeah, Pollock and Ando. So, um, new... Uh, and Pollock hasn't had the best, didn't have the best of starts in the bullshit as as centre half. Um, first found get, got found wanting early in the season. He had a fantastic game on Saturday. Full credit to him. Uh, my eyebrows were raised when I saw the team, and um, I did did worry a little bit. But no, fantastic performance by him. Fantastic ball defensively were were great. Like you can't moan with them. Um, just that one. Handball kicking around the box. I mean, ball could have gone anywhere. It could have quite easily been cleared. Um, as it happened, Wrights had to make a save, and then the rebounds fell straight to them. I mean, very unfortunate. I mean, it's uh, and it's, it's a going way to leave to lose uh, the FA Cup and the FA Cup money. And I think you you kind of think if they were dominated by Solihull or there was a really quality goal, like if Harry Pinchards had gone in. Then Solio would have thought, fair play, we've been beaten by a bit of real class and and we probably deserve to be beaten. Um and then but they've gone up the other end and scored. And so yeah, uh difficult one to take um on the day. But fair play to Hereford. I mean, they're still without a lot of their best players. Uh Christian Pierce, the big centre half that are missing and and quite a few of us. So uh, to put in that performance and to arguably should have won the game, uh, yeah, full credit to them. It, it still hurts going out. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, Solihull have got on to draw draw Wigan, which is <sighs> yeah. Well, there wouldn't be much gate receipts, would they? From Wigan, <laughs> I don't think they'd be not. turning out in their droves for Hereford at home. 
I mean, they, they couldn't fill that ground for the FA in the Premier League, could they? No, so, that's true. They were only getting 10, 15 fouls in the Premier League. So, well, but it would have been a good occasion, wouldn't it? Um, we're going to be Hereford. I mean, that would have been on paper. I'm sure the TV cameras would have been there for that one. Um, and it would have been a really good chance for Hereford to express themselves on a big stage with a lot of eyes watching, but not to be. And they'll focus their attention on the league and the FA Trophy. Yeah, that's what well, that's what we can hope. Um, going into uh, the league, but uh, before we'll do that, we'll talk about last night's County Cup game um, against uh, Bromyard. 3-0 win. Um, obviously, very much expected that we would win. But, um, you know, Josh Gallen put out a very young side and it wasn't too convincing, Ben. No, no, it was um, satisfactory, maybe, borderline. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell, isn't it? Because you don't know what what the game plan was. I know Josh Gallen gave his team a rocket, he described it as, at halftime. Um, because they scored early, got ahead. Josh said felt maybe a little bit too early, um, which is probably a fair comment. And um, but Bromyards they really did defend well for for the the whole after going behind it. Be easy for their heads to drop, and it would been very easy for Hereford to then just dominate play with the likes of Haynes, Haynes and um, Forsyth in midfield. It'd been easy for them to to really get a foothold and just completely see Bromyard off the park because five levels between them in the leagues. It's a lot of football, and you, you're talking Hereford players. I mean Haynes is Haynes and Forsyth. They're both young lads, but they both played a decent level of football. Um, they both had some really good coaching. So um, yeah, I mean, so yeah. But what was in what was on that's probably the negative is that the experienced players they kind of the game passed them by a little bit mm. uh, I don't think they did anything wrong but they they were they were in more in an organised for me they were more an organising role and a, a coaching role rather than taking dominancy of the game and and seeing Bromiel off early and then letting the kids express themselves for half an hour because that couldn't really happen because they were never really out of sight so, um, so that was probably the satisfactory slash negative that I think the experienced players, but they're, they're coming back from injury as well. They, that's another factor to try and get in there is they're not playing a lot of football, any of the, the experienced players that played last night. So maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Yeah, maybe. Um, but anyway, the real positive was how well the youngsters did. Um, I'll just get my... My, my team sheet out and uh, but yeah I think uh, Mark Derricott and Ryan Price were were brilliant on the centre halves and my my eyebrows were raised when um, when them two fold in at centre half and uh, and Luke Haynes who was usually your centre half sat in front of them and I was like oh this is interesting we'll see what happens <laughs> And uh, but they both um, never put a step wrong all all game, along alongside with um, Jordan Speak, who created the second goal, uh, running at really running at the uh, Bromyard defence, had them in in pieces really, and it was a bit of a uh, class from him. I was I was really impressed. And Harley Morris as well, 
Um, ex- both of them, all them four, excellent, all, all game, not a foot wrong. Didn't wouldn't look out of place um, in a Hereford team, really. Uh, young lads still got a lot to learn, obviously, but they really did. Um, they, they really did impress last night, and full credit to them and uh, the under eighteen setup that's going on there. Because remember, they've only been playing together since August. Um, they were only trialled in, I think, July, August. So they've not been together long and they've not been in the, the Hereford way of things for long. So there's a lot of improvements come from them lads and they're excite, exciting players. And it's good to see some uh, homegrown, exciting players. Um, before we almost forget about Toby Ray's and Alton Murphy, but you've been there for so long because he's impressing there and they want to keep him. And I think that's, that's important that he's there all season on alone. And that's because he, how impressed Murphy have been with him there. And there's another homegrown talent. I think they, they've got to follow the Toby Raisin mantra. And we've got to see sort of maybe next season, Toby Raisin coming back into the Hereford fold. And some of these lads maybe going on loan to these, these full-time, well, not full-time, but part-time, lit-tier, two, three and four of the non-league um, setups. And, um, and learning the game. Um, but yeah, some really exciting futures for them for, and we've seen, we've seen lads come, fr- come through from previously and go on and play at different levels of non-league. So be interesting to see. So that's, that's the big positive from last night was, and um, was, was the youngsters and how well they played and how easily they just fitted in. Um, they, they're not, I described them as not wet behind the ears. They're not, they're not young kids, like they're not like weak, you know, little little lads running around. I mean, a lot of them would tower over Harry Pinchard. Um, so that they they've got the the build for men's football already, a lot of them. Um, just that knowledge and maybe as they develop, they'll they'll grow out a bit like Toby Raisin. If you look at him from two years ago, he's a completely different player and completely different build and shape to what he was, I think he. He got a lot of coaching from Jamie Grimes last season um, and learned a lot from him. And yeah, he's grown out and the, he's going to a really good centre half. And it'd be good to see him back at Edgar Street soon. It's crazy. Because um, obviously, I, mean, I played football with Toby and went to primary school with Mark Derricott. So it's like my whole, so my whole, my whole like paradox is going crazy here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great to see them both doing doing so well. And hopefully, you know, the other young lads as well can continue to succeed because it'd be great for Hereford to have. Uh, a team of crop of young homegrown players come through and and, and do well. Um, coming up next, we've got um, Alfreton away. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I, I, I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, and then Kettering at home uh, on Saturday and Tuesday. Um, into the Saturday and Tuesday routines now, Ben. Um, yeah. which is great fun. Well, I think this, it's just the last this last one actually for a little yeah. while. Oh, sorry, right. the game to be fair, which is good for me because. <laughs> 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 at least it's not York away again or Bradford but uh, yeah no. the, the the home ones are just as bad I think I went to bed about one one o'clock this morning Oof. and I was up at nine and this no I was up at half at quarter past eight after being woken up a couple of times during the night from the little ones mm-hmm. and then uh, and then I was subbing pages getting the, the paper finished and then I was at an inquest by ten o'clock this morning so and battling the rain to get there. So that's just an insight to my life. You really <laughs> <don't> know. <laughs> but yeah. In, inside Alfreton. of it, you know. 
Alfred uh, and Ben, what are you feeling? Yeah. So Alfreton are always a difficult side. They're so well organised. They know what they are. They know how to play. How They know what they're doing. They know there's probably the same eight or nine players who we played against last season and the season before. And probably they were probably there the season before that as well. I mean, they know who they are and they know what they what they do. And they do it very well. And they've started well in the season. Um, I can't remember how if beating Alfreton. Uh, maybe maybe they have Edgar Street, but always difficult. I mean, um, it's not. Don't really expect them to win at Alfreton, um, Hereford on Saturday. I'll be impressed if they do. It'd be a real step in the right direction if they do. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw. Hopefully not a defeat. We don't want another defeat. But yeah, I I, I take a draw um, because Alfreton are a really good side. Um, uh, a, def- a, a win would be great and um, really help boost them mor- morally uh, mentality wise and um, and obviously they need the points to start getting off this table a bit um, still only early early days uh, eight, eight games in but yeah. um, I think there's been so many ins and outs Hereford just need to start start getting a solid 11 keeping everyone fit and uh, and yeah start building from there really yeah, and then after that, the uh, side placed just below them, uh, Kettering Town, uh, coming up on Tuesday. Um, I, th- I don't know how much the, the result against Alverson will, will do, but it's, it is back at Edgar Street. Hopefully we can see some goals flowing. Need, the Hereford need to win against Kettering. That, out of the two, that is the big must win. Um, Ket- everyone knows what Kettering will do. They'll come, they'll defend, they'll try and bully everybody. Um and that, that's how they play. That's how they get points. Um, Josh Carolyn doesn't agree with that sort of football. It's not the football Hereford would want to see every week. That That's what they are. I mean, their pitch, their, their pitch at Kettering, you, you can't play football on there from, from September onwards to, to April. You, you can't play football. It is a, a bog. <laughs> and, um, and, and obviously they, they're set up to play on that home pitch. And they they set up a similar way away as well. So Hereford need to see that game off early, cope with the the physical presence of Kettering, um, and yeah, just just get through the game and get and God knows how, but just get get the win, get a goal, get two goals. Doesn't matter how they go in, just get the win over Kettering because that for me that's the imp- more. Obviously, if they win against Alfreton, then it lowers the importance of the Kettering game. It's still an important game, but if they lose or draw at Alfreton, then all of a sudden the Kettering game is huge. Yeah, massive. Um, moving away from Hereford, the uh, final part of the podcast, um, we had a little feature in the uh, in the paper this week um, on Kington, um, and they're fantastic start in the Hellenic uh, Division 2 West. Um, seven wins out of eight. Uh, it's great to see them doing so well, Ben, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, love lovely club Kington. Uh, if Hereford weren't playing last night, I'd probably gone there and watch them. Um, Westfields played in the the county in the county cup. They did. Westfields did win six 0 last night. Uh, but apart from that, Kington have started the, the uh, their league campaign really well. I think Westfields are just on a bit of a spark of. They've got some fantastic attacking talent, uh, Westfields. And when you you take the shackles off them early on, then. Teams in their league will get beaten six 0 by Westfields. That's no slight on Kington that they got hammered by Westfield because 
Westfields will do that to teams because they're so good going forward on their day. And when things click for Westfields, they for goals just just come because they've they've got that mentality and that midfield and forwards to for it to happen. I wish Hereford could get goals as easily. <laughs> Maybe they need to start watching Westfields a bit more. <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously it's a di- different levels, isn't it? But, um, but yeah, so but we're Kington in, in the league, fantastic start. Uh, new, they've they're they're constantly refurbishing their club. Uh, new stand since I was there last season. Um, new seats in the stand and. Yeah, looking good. Uh, I'll let you describe more about the on the field because you you had a chat to them and uh, you probably yeah, know more than I did. It was good. It was good. Um, I had a chat to their skipper Jack Gitto, who's got 15 goals in eight league games this season, which is uh, is crazy. I did the fixtures and results obviously for the paper, and I always see his name pop up, and I was like, I have to try and find this this lad, and he, he's he's banging them in. Um, and he said, look, there's a lot of young players there, and hopefully, well, they can continue on, but they have got um, Inkborough who are just below them. Uh, who are six out of six and have two games in hand. So who knows when those two meet um, and collide, it'll be a really, really interesting game. But on also on, on people who are flying high, Ben, we've got... <laughs> oh, I like that segue. Pod- <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? <laughs> they don't pay me enough for this. The podcast, the, it has been the best week of Fantasy League for the both of us, mate. Oh, I did well, did I? You did. You got. I haven't looked at it since about three weeks. You got ago. the most points in the entire league last week. No, I didn't. With ninety-one. No, you're kidding me. I'm not. I'm not kidding you at all. You got ninety-one points. I'm trying to see this. I have ninety-one. My average is forty-nine. <laughs> you managed to pump it up a little bit, but you got. You got. Uh, my John McGinn, Firmino, and Salah all on there. Yeah. Big points, big points, mate. Big and points. even Connor Cody with that beautiful winner at Aston Villa. <laughs> beautiful, it was beautiful. Mm. I was sat next to Matt Ponto in the. Uh, I was on Radio Hereford FC, and he's a Villa fan. He was rubbing it in when they were two 0 up, and um, and then Hereford come back into it. Hereford come back into it. No, Hereford Wolves no. came back into it even, and uh, and then Cody got the beautiful last minute scrappy. Yeah. I think I hit about five people, but still ended up in the back of that. And I'm up to 62nd in the league. 62nd. Eight points above my target of 70th. You've done well, mate. You've done really well. That's top 50 now you've got to aim for. No, 70th. Top 70. I'm happy. Top 70 and he's happy. 77 people in the league. Um, (laughs) I've actually gone up into 10th, which is, you know, I've started to get blood in my nose because it's a bit too high. Um, I only got 62 points this week, so uh, it's quite quite decent. But obviously Mo Salah carried with Son, Greenwood and Eduard also getting me points. And this week, obviously, Liverpool have got Man United. I've had to take Mason Greenwood out. I can't have any Man United players in my team. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that can, that can win and I'll be a happy bunny on Monday morning and definitely Sunday evening. Uh, but anyway... Uh, you can't win the league. If, if I, if I win the league, we'll have to give you some like extra payment or vouchers or something. Uh, we got so and leading the league is finding Timo once again. He Sandy, he or she, Sandy Smith, Sandy's a non non gender name, um, is on five hundred and thirty five points. So congratulations to them. Anyway, um, that concludes uh, a lengthy episode of Ballscast. We've had lots of stuff to discuss. Make sure to get in touch with us uh, if you want to. Uh, well, just get in contact with us because it's fun, you know. Talk about the pod and talk about Hereford FC. 
Um, we will be back next week, I expect. So make sure to check that out. And yeah, we'll catch you in the next one.